Hi, this is Keisha. Welcome to the Face to Face podcast. This episode is the next uh, Mark Taylor prophecy. It is titled Don't Be Deceived, Get in the Fight. And this was this prophecy was released in October 13th of 2015. Once again, I ask for your I ask for your patience and uh, your mercy in the quality of the recording. It was a Facebook live video and we were still working out the kinks. Um, didn't have good headsets with good microphones just yet. <laughs> we were still new to what we were doing. It does get better with time and um, I do encourage you to kind of push through the the uh, the quality issue and listen to the substance. Um, it was I had had quite a revelation during the recording. We had really struggled with releasing this prophetic word. There were, um, it was a very strong word. It was a very blunt word. Um, and it was a, it was a judgmental word against certain people in particular. Um, and we really struggled with releasing this, but we knew in our hearts that we were supposed to do this and, so we just stepped out in faith and did what we knew we were supposed to do. And I felt like we were, we were definitely given revelation during the reading and um, while we were praying that God, God reminded us of how, how important it is that we are praying for this salvation, that we are praying for the repentance, that we are praying for those who are doing evil and corrupt things, that they would, they would encounter Jesus and respond. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the side of things where we're angry and, um, standing in judgment, but that's not really our job. We are to, I believe if we see evil, we are to expose it. We are to minister love and mercy and um, be that hand, the hands and feet of Christ to those who are victims, who are being oppressed but there's this, you know, the last, the last podcast episode I had done, um, was Mark Taylor's prophecy, wolves in sheep's clothing and, and talking about how the victim needs our support and they need to know that church is a safe place for them and that we can't over identify with the, the predator, um, that there were, there were people in the church, pastors and leaders that were identifying with predators and saying, oh, but if not for the grace of God, 
we would be the same, you know, as if to, to normalize um, that predator abusive behavior when it's, it's not, it's not normal. Um, and we need to put our foot down and say, no, this is not okay. We are not exalting this behavior in any way, shape, or form. We are extending our hand and extending love and healing and, you know, just ministering to those who are broken. But in the same instance, we do need to be praying for the transformation. We are to be praying the Father's heart into the situation, which is, of course, always for reconciliation. And we were both given a revelation of that, uh, that we hadn't had before, you know, that, that these people are God's children and that he loves them. He loves them and he desires for their salvation. He desires that none should perish and that we, we don't excuse those things, but we also have to be careful not to get too far to the other side of things as well and, um, and forget about where God's heart really is and all of that, you know, that, uh, that we don't forget about how Saul was transformed into Paul and that Paul Paul was, he was the evidence of what God is capable of doing, even with someone who was corrupt and blind. And that it's, it, it can be all for his glory. It can be all for his glory. And that we can't discredit that God can change any heart, that he can transform any person, and that they can have their lives turned around. So we just, we need to make sure that we are in alignment with God's will always. So thank you so much for listening and I pray that you're blessed. I love you all. Take care. All right. So... Uh, tonight we're going to be reading Mark Taylor's prophecy titled, Don't Be Deceived, Get in the Fight. And this one was dated October 13th of 2015. Um, first, I'm, I'm going to start out with Second Chronicles 7.14 which says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. The Spirit of God says, Clintons the Clintons, your time has come to an end. For you both are being omitted for the crimes you have committed. Hillary's is no great secret, and they will be her downfall. The bills will be exposed one after the other, and it will be a windfall. For this time, you will not escape prosecution and restitution, 
for the rape and prostitution. You thought no one saw, but I, the Lord, see it all, and now this will be your downfall. The Spirit of God says, Beware, beware. The enemy roams about seeking whom he can devour. And the sitting president is doing just that in this hour. He's full of lies and deceit and is very hateful. He spreads division and corruption with every mouthful. Beware when he says, look over here what the right hand is doing. To divert your attention from what the left hand is doing is his intention. This is a setup from this president and his minions, from the hate, the division, and the Hillary Clinton. Why can no one see this? For the signs are clear to see that this president and his minions shall try for a three. A sign will be he will try and take the guns so that the people can't rise up and stop him when he tries to run. He will not succeed, for this is the people's right. But make no mistake, it'll be a fight. The Spirit of God says, My army, my army, rise up and take to the fight. I will stop this that has already taken flight. For this is a war over America and not to be taken lightly. You will have to fight. America will shine brightly. Take the fight to the enemy and you will be victorious for all to see. And America will be loved once again, even by some that used to be her enemies. My army continue to war, pray and fight with a shout, and I will remove this president that has become a lout. Then you will see the man I have chosen, Donald Trump, when he takes back my White House. But this was 10, 13, 15, so in the middle when it speaks about the sitting president is speaking to who was in term at that point. Right. Not the current president. Right. For those that were listening, I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah. Um, so with, with that being said, I'm going to read from Proverbs 26, 24 through 26. Kim has a couple of um, verses that she felt that the Lord put on her heart regarding what we would read tonight. And then we're going to pray before we finish up this broadcast. So Proverbs 26, 24 through 26. Whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. He speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruin. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. 
And then Proverbs 16, 5. Mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, I ask in in this time of heaviness and reading these heavy words of, of this particular prophecy that was given to Mark Taylor, Lord, I stand agreement with what I know to be true about you. You are a merciful and a gracious God. That you desire that none should perish. That is the will of the Father. So we stand in agreement with the heavens. That even as these words of judgment and, and harshness um, are spoken, God, you are always using things like this for the good of those you love, and you love everyone. You love them all. We stand in agreement with the heavens that there would be repentance and mercy and grace. God, we know that you're a God of justice, but you are a God who loves his children. We thank you. We thank you for the way that you are always extending your hand and extending mercy even to those who have done heinous things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter their crimes. You love them, Lord. We stand in agreement with your with your love and your mercy.
mayors and governors, Lord God, anyone, Lord God, that is that is <coughs> in the opposite direction in which your kingdom is, Lord. Anyone that is functioning and operating outside of your principles, your kingdom principles, Lord, I pray that they bow and knee and repent before you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we know that you correct those that you love. Your word says that. Your word says that you correct and you rebuke those that you love. So these corrective words that you have speaking, spoken through Mark Taylor, and I feel like you're, you're downloading this in my spirit right now, which is, I'm so thankful for that, that you rebuke those you love. And you desire to to bring those who are in these positions of power and authority, you desire to bring them to a place of repentance, Lord. And your heart breaks for the, the deceptions that took them further and further away from your love. So, Lord, I pray that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours. I pray that you would show us this isn't about the good guys against the bad guys. This is about a father who desires to restore his kingdom, and his kingdom is his family, and that you never stop fighting for us, and you never stop reaching for us. So, Lord, I, I ask that you would get us in alignment as a body of believers, that this isn't about you know, Republicans against Democrats and the bad guys against the good guys. This is about us speaking your truth in your word and um, getting in alignment with who you really are. And I thank you for that revelation that you give to us about your heart as a father, first and foremost, and that Jesus came as a savior and his mercy is extended to all that would believe. Amen. Amen. And that is, that is the truth. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter how much corruption you have ever been involved in, no matter the mistakes that you've made, it doesn't matter. The blood of Christ covers it all. And if, if a person receives the love of Jesus Christ, accepts him into their life and repents of what they've done, they're forgiven. And I really, I really feel like the Lord is just like, really like branded that on my, on my spirit right now. Like, just remember that just because somebody's done something wrong, it there are no, like, small sins, medium-sized sins, and big sins. It's all sin. So, if you lied to somebody, or you stole something, or, you know, up to the most corrupt thing that you could think of, okay, it's all sin. And we need Jesus because it's those things that separate us from God. 
and so even these these politicians or um, world leaders or whatever, no matter what they've done, no matter what they're doing, it's up to us to preach the gospel at all times. It's up to us to preach to preach the gospel and let people know that no matter what they've done, no matter what they get caught or exposed doing, the love of Jesus Christ covers their sin. He died for them too. Jesus died for the very the very people who sent him to the cross. Okay? Most corrupt of corrupt and those those Pharisees that sent him to the cross. So forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. As he hung there dying, he said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And he asks that we also would extend that same grace. And even though we're we would we're speaking these things out or saying, you know, we see corruption, it's not a ha-ha kind of a thing. It is that we have to do this from a place of humility and with a broken heart. Because it breaks God's heart. A lot of times it is coming from a place of you, you know. Um, yeah. Because we get so, I mean, there's there's something that happens when something isn't just. Yeah. God created us in his image, and he's a just, righteous God. So we desire that. Mm-hmm. It's part of our nature. Is we want justice. Something's wrong, we want justice. But in that, to know the difference of, okay, I want justice, but I've got to do it in the right heart moment. And coming at it, roaring and raging with my mouth is um, not going to, in the end, get the same, it's not going to generate fruit that I want to see. Right. You know, and so it's knowing that difference. Um, It's knowing the difference. I mean, when we're warring and raging, it should be in the spirit, in prayer, mm-hmm. and um, in, in person with someone. We should be as if, you know, how would Jesus interact? What would it, how would he have responded in person? Right. You know, we look back to the, um, the woman at the well, and when they were standing around and wanting to point fingers, and Jesus, Jesus, you know, he didn't sit there. He could have. He could have gone off on every one of them and said, well, you've done this, you did this, you did this. He didn't, because he is a, a gentle God, he didn't cast out their sin. I mean, who knows what he wrote in the sand, but he didn't speak that. Right. Okay, hey, whoever was, is without sin cast the first stone. He brought exactly. a reality to Exactly, and, and they all walked away. Yeah. And and wouldn't and God say... greater than... Us. You know, this whole um, war of words that we get into with people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it all boils down to this the same thing every time. The greatest effect that we're going to have for the kingdom of heaven and for God's righteousness here on earth is to reveal the love of God in all things and even in justice. You can you can desire justice against the the things that we see that are going wrong in the world. You can desire that justice and still have 
that loving compassion and hope that those who are committing the injustices will come to their senses and repent. We, we should always desire that the person, even the people who are doing the wrong things and that they're blind would come to repent and, and would desire um, to turn away from, from the, the things that they're doing. So, you know, I'm, wow, that, that was, that was really good. That was good mm -hmm. that, that God um, revealed his heart in that just, just a moment ago. So I'm, yeah, I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. I think I, I did. <laughs> Me. You know, I need to get so wanting justice and wanting what is right and mm -hmm. um, that our emotions and our tempers can flare yeah. and you know, puff up and there's no good that comes of that. Yeah. I think there's a difference. There is a, a fine line between righteous indignation and arrogance. You know, and we kind of touched on that a little bit last night when we were talking about when we take out our measuring stick you know, here's, here's my little measuring stick and I'm going to hold it up against that person and say, oh, well, you don't measure up to what I expect. So therefore, you're this, this, and this. And, and God's like, hmm, well, your measuring stick and my measuring stick are two different things. And hey, you want, do you really want to know what I think about all this? And, um, you know, and I, I really feel like he just kind of humbled me in that moment and um, showed me what he thought. And he really, truly does have compassion and love um, for for everyone, no matter no matter what they've done, no matter what they're doing. He just he desires reconciliation. That is that is like his his single obsession is reconciliation. He is, he is completely and totally obsessed as father. Yeah, with I mean, if you think about it, you know, this analogy just came to my mind. If you think of, um, you know, worst case, murder, you know, someone's on trial for murder, and you've got two mm -hmm. sides of the court. You've got the, the side, the victim's family, right? And then you, mm -hmm. you have the one that has done the crime, that the, their side of the family. And if you, you see both sides, but that person, whoever it is, is still someone's child. And if you think about that crime, it doesn't make, just because it's my kid, doesn't mean that the crime isn't great. But it's your kid. And you have compassion. You say, Lord, you know, especially if they're, they're repentant of what they've done. And they're sorry. You just yeah. want forgiveness for them, right? That's your child. And so as much as the world may hate them, that's your child. Well, then yeah. God sees the worst of the worst. He's like, yes, you're mad, but that's my kid. That's my child. Yeah. You know, if we can see that, you know, it's hard when we're on the other side. You did wrong. But if we could put ourselves in the position of that parent, of mm -hmm. that person who was the offender, mm -hmm. um, well, that's God. He's the parent of all. And so, right. you know, it's just to see both sides. I think that's something that I've always been sensitive to. I'm by no means perfect. But 
I've always been sensitive to be able to see both sides and my heart's like I'm I'm pumped for this but I, I see this, you know. Yeah. Spoken and um all the, that is someone's mother, father, daughter, child. That's someone's loved one. Mm-hmm. And as much as we see whatever is wrong, that's still someone's loved one and, and to think that well that's God's child. Yeah. And so, you know, that could help us in that is to kind of step out and say, okay, mm. you know, with some compassion. Well, and it definitely. Righteousness and, and justice, but with more compassion involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there are times in my own life where I can look back and, and I can see where I was lacking in that compassion and you know and and I feel that it's important that we come before the Lord with a heart of repentance you know like he just he pierced my heart while we were praying and he revealed something to me and you know in that revelation I get the choice to then say I would rather have got that revelation that God wants to give me I desire to now walk in greater compassion and greater mercy because it does it does say in the Bible in the I know it's in the book of James um, maybe in chapter one that mercy triumphs over judgment mercy triumphs over judgment that we can, we can try it you know that whole measure and stick thing that if we would choose to have mercy for someone, that that actually triumphs over judgment. That God delights in showing mercy. Mm-hmm. And that if we, choose to, if we choose to be in a position of mercy for other people, regardless of what they do ultimately choose, I, I believe that we open, we you know, I, I think it, goes, it stems back to even the, the prophecy that we were, I think we had read last, where, where it said, you know, God's going to open portals that have been closed. I believe that when we extend love and mercy toward people that we don't necessarily agree with, or even that we know are doing things that are heinous, we don't have to like what they're doing, we don't have to agree with it. But if we choose to say, God, I know your heart for this person, and, and so I'm going to choose not to place judgments and condemnations on people. I'm going to choose to let you be the judge and the jury in this, and I'm going to pray your will into this situation. I believe you actually open up portals for the kingdom of God to make contact with, with earth, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen. I like where that went. Yes, that was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I kind of feel like we stepped out a little bit with, with that one. We were bold. We were bold and we were well met. We were well, yeah. we were well met tonight. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank Another you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll be back on tomorrow evening at eight thirty to read 
Kentucky Next Prophecy and to pray. And we love you all. And you have a blessed rest of the evening. All right, but.